from going to the national for several years. I've, I've seen him at the national over the years, um, hung out with him and a, and a big crew kind of, uh, like after the events, the show's over, people go for dinner and then they, they'd meet up in a, in the hospitality suite of one of the big hotels. And there'd be a bunch of guys, uh, you know, breaking products, doing what, whatever. And that's kind of where I met Irving was, uh, was doing that several years ago and a few times too super good guy as as, as you saw if you watched yeah. a bit of the episode and if it did anything i mean anything stick out to you from that episode at all i you know the 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 breaking culture is really interesting to me and it's something that i don't i don't do a lot of uh group breaks or any type of really you know product breaks um you know of course i've ripped wax as a kid you know and i've done it some as an adult but i haven't done it near as much as an adult i've been more focused on just kind of singles and stuff and so just listening to him talk about that and and um you know and then also you would you know you mentioned he's into other collectibles i thought that was really interesting too the funko pops and you know that stuff so so yeah, yeah. No, that is a really interesting guy yeah he's a good guy and, and i thought the funko pops thing because on your channel you do you know you cover sports cards of course but you talk about action figures you talk about graded video games you talk about comic books you try and spread around the collectibles from stuff other than just cards. But I realized I'd never seen an episode on your channel about Funko Pops. And in talking to Irving earlier today, I knew he was into it. I thought, yeah, that might be a good little uh, introduction to make. And and because I think your viewership on your channel kind of likes your introductory type of uh, discussions about certain things that you're not that familiar about, it kind of might be a, it might fall right in for you. So Again, maybe if you ever do yeah. an episode on Funko Pops, he's someone that you could maybe uh, reach out to before to do a little bit of reconnaissance work on it type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. So on, on uh, by the way, welcome everybody who's just tuned in. Dustin and I were just chatting away when we when we went live. Legion, welcome back as always. Always a pleasure and honor to have you. Um, what One of the things I do on After Hours is I go through my mail days and I just sort of share cards and it's nice to have a fellow content creator uh, sharing the screen with me tonight. So, uh, Dustin, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna kind of show you a few cards I've got that, that came in the mail, and then I've got this uh, this this Com C package that I'm gonna open up. But uh, I'm gonna start. We'll say hello, Dave Kaplan. Welcome to the show, buddy. Good to see you. And as I told Dave earlier on on uh, Facebook Messenger. Um, I don't think it's ever it. He asked me if it's now's the time to sell a Wayne Gretzky rookie. It's like, no, I would never. I mean, okay. I've sold I've sold ones that I had in my inventory, but my personal collection cards, I don't think I'll ever sell. And now I'm regretting selling the ones I sold earlier this year because of the, what's happened to the values. You know, I say regret lightly. I don't really regret it. I took that money. I bought other cards. I'm sure I'm fine. But, you know, yeah, it's still like it, it's still uh, something that, you know, you know how it is, Dustin. If it's a, you know, goat cards, yeah. uh, key Hall of Famer, key cards from any sport they over time they only go up in value over time well, let, let me ask you this and i hope i'm not putting you on the spot too much here but with hockey cards especially there's really that i know of there might be three four five players that are really sought after wayne gretzky probably being number one i would assume yeah um how many or i'm not gonna ask you how many wayne gretzky rookie cards you have but do you have more than 10 do you have more than 50 because i have to assume that as you are a sophisticated longtime collector and, and just being a hockey focused person as well, with that being kind of your number one sport, I'm guessing to watch, mm -hmm. you know, I've got to assume that you've accumulated to the point where, and like you just said, you've sold some over the years, but 
you probably have to want to have a comfortable number to where it's like, hey, if I want to sell off 50 of these, I've still got another 200, you know, underground somewhere. Sure. No, I hear you. I'll answer the question. Before I do, Ziggy, welcome to After Hours. Orv, welcome. Dave Jones, welcome to you. Yeah, a PSA 9 OPG just sold for $82,000 today or yesterday. It's a lot of money. I've never owned a PSA 9, but I can tell you, Dustin, and everybody watching about five, six years ago, you could buy PSA 9s all day long for $4,500 to $5,000. Not all day long, as often as they came up. That's what they were selling for. Five grand, yeah. Or Opeachy or Opeachy. I'm talking Opeachy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that was then. I remember buying and selling PSA eights for a thousand dollars, and now their eights are now doing ten grand, sort of thing, uh, U.S. Right. Um, but so for me, I there was a point, you know, before before the expo that happened in July, or sorry, was it in June or the end of June? I had, I think, between my personal collection and my inventory Gretzky's, I had like 14 or 15. I sold a bunch of them in July. So now I have, I think, two left in my inventory and three in my personal collection. So I've got five right okay. now. Okay. Oh, and then I also have a, an autographed PSA DNA copy uh, from like an early autograph. So I have that, that copy as well. And my per- so I'll tell you, my personal copies, I have a PSA 9 Tops, which is a great card. I've got yeah. a PSA 8 and a PSA 7.5 Opeachy. And then the the autographed one I have is a PSA, well, it's just a PSA DNA. It's not graded. And then I uh, in my inventory, I have a PSA 8 OC and a PSA 4. But the 4 is an absolutely beautiful 4. I think it's it's deserved of a, of a super premium. But I'm not, um, I'm, it's not something that I want to sell right now. Yeah. Irving, he's, there he is. Nice to see you, Irv. We just, we talked about you a bit, had a great show. This is Dustin, the, the man I was telling you about. Ziggy says, Jeremy, do you invest more new money in hobby or more harvesting your profits? Oh, I see. Most of 2020 has been harvesting prior years, rookies and refractors. So I think what you're asking, Ziggy, is do I, do I, do I take, money out of my bank account and purchase cards or do I sell cards to raise money to buy cards? I think that's what you're asking, but I'm not sure. Um, the answer to me is both. I spend, if I see a card I want, I, I buy it and I kind of, um, I just worry about it after, you know, if I, I in January of 2020, I bought, the, I think I spent the most money I ever spent on a card. I bought a Michael Jordan uh, BGS 9.5 Jambalaya. And I said to myself, okay, I got to sell some cards now because I put out big money into that card. So I went about my business and I sold a bunch of cards, including those Gretzky rookies I was just talking about. So in that case, you know, I will buy a card, but then I will sometimes sell cards to replace that money in my bank account. Other times, if I'm at a card show, I will sell, sell, sell. Then I'll take my stack of my wad of cash and I'll go on a shopping spree. And there's nothing like it. There's nothing like going on a shopping spree at a card show especially if we're talking about like five figures, you know, if you didn't done over 10 grand to sales, which nowadays 10 grand might buy you one or two cards you really love at a card show. But, you know, before, before the, the pandemic, yeah, I would, I would sell cards for the weekend. You know, let's say, let's just pull, pull a number out of the air, 10 grand. I mean, you could walk around a card show with 10 grand and find a lot of, you know, find a lot of nice cards. Not that I want to spend it all, but at least you could buy it if you wanted to. So, uh, I don't know yeah. if that answers the question, Ziggy. And I don't know that I really have the right the, technical answer because I just kind of I'm buying cards every day, it seems like, and I'm selling cards regularly too, if that makes any sense. Um, so 
hope that helps. How about you, Dustin? Where, where are you at in that kind of uh, from that approach right now? Yeah, I've, I've done I've done a lot of both. I would say this year in 2020, I put a lot of new money in the cards um, and I have done some I've done some selling. And now I feel like we're kind of at a point right now where, you know, I there are cards that I want, but I need to probably sell. But I don't feel like it's a great selling time. It's just not great, a great time to sell. And so I'm just kind of sitting pat. Uh, but there are there's a handful of cards that I'm after um, that I'm that I'll you know, that, that I'm making room for. but. Um, but right now I'm not buying as much as I was over the last few months, which I wish that I still, you know, I, I wish I'd waited a little bit on some things so that I had some extra money now for, for th- but I feel like I'll be saying that forever though. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, you know, there's, there's always buying opportunities always, you know, for sure. So. And back to the Gretzky rookies. Like I, I've always at every card show I've done for the past 15 years, I've always got Gretzky rookies in my showcase anywhere from like two to 15 or so. And I think back now to all the PSA eights and all the sevens and all the sixes and fives and fours that I've sold over the past 10 years. I've probably like the numbers you were throwing out before, Dustin, were, were kind of funny because no, I've never, I've never <laughs> had 50 at a time or, oh, I can sell these ones because I have 200 more. No, I've never had that many. I, you know, Terry Fortune, who watches my show, he's got a couple hundred Gretzky rookies or at least a hundred probably of all grades, you know? But if I could go back and say to myself, listen, every time I buy a Gretzky rookie, I'm going to put it away. I'm not going to sell it. I, you know, I, I'd be a lot further ahead now because, uh, because they've gone up in value so much. And I've probably sold over the past 15 years, I've probably sold 100 Gretzky rookies graded in all sorts of grades. So, wow. but, you know, you got to keep, you got to churn though, right? You got to churn yeah. when you're, when you're grinding it out. Yep. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Ziggy wants to say congratulations, Dustin, on the Gary V show yesterday, which I did watch your video on that, Dustin. Can you get Gary V on Jeremy's show? You should recommend to his staff. It would be great for Jeremy and the hobby. Could you imagine the interview? I don't know. Uh, Jeremy, and Jeremy will tell you, I've been trying to do that too. I'm not, and, and by the way, I'm not a friend of Gary. He doesn't know who I am. I don't even think he remembered me yesterday when I was on the first time I was on. I don't think because there were two different shows. I was on Tea with Gary V, and then yesterday I was on Coffee and Commerce talking about something totally different. But on Twitter, I do try to tag Jeremy and Ziggy together because I, I agree, or not uh, Jeremy and Gary together. Because Ziggy, I do agree with you. I I think that would be a great interview with Gary and Jeremy. I wonder if I'd get a word in with him though. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. he likes to talk about cards, man. He loves to talk about cards. I'd love to have him on the show. You know, my guest on Wednesday night was Ryan Johnson, who's a card collector too, who yep. works with Gary. So you know, yep. and I didn't ask him to pull any favors. I'm not going to do that. I'll, I'll I'll maybe get on Gary's radar myself somehow one day. Or I'll meet him at the next national. I did buy a card off him at the national in 2019, and I got a picture of me and him. So I could always go up and say, "Gary, remember, remember this." And it's funny because I remember walking at his booth, and there wasn't anybody else around there at the time. He was with one of his buddies at the booth, and as I'm, I think I'd walk by a couple times, you know, just as I'm browsing all the booths, and I'm walking by one time, and he looks at his buddy and he points at me. He goes, "I like that guy." And I'm there. Yeah. I am pulling my trolley, my little suitcase yeah. behind me, you know. And I'm like, "Oh, Gary V likes me. That's kind of cool. All right, I'll buy a Kevin McHale rookie card from him, you know. I bought a PSA nine McHale rookie from him for fifty bucks or something. I said to him, I go, how much? Because he had a stack of them. And I go, how much are you asking for him? He goes, fifty five dollars. I go, so fifty? He goes, yeah. All right, <laughs> that's awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. the sad part is, is I feel like you know next year's national. He's so he's been so talked about over the last year as as cards are concerned that I think he's going to just get mobbed. You know, during the I think it's going to be a totally different ball game. I've never been to a national, but I have to assume that the one next year is going to be completely bananas because there's people like me that want to go there that that haven't been, and I'm just one of a million people that are that are getting you know that are getting back in, and I'm sure that it's going to be a different different story. Yeah, man. I I think next. I agree, man. I think next next year's national is going to be outrageously crazy and fun, and it's almost going to be like you know if you go. You know, I usually go to the national for three to four days. I know I don't usually go from like Tuesday to Monday type of thing. I, I go for a few days, but it's like this time with all the people that I'm going to want to talk to and see, and all the cards I'm going to look at. It's like. The national should be a week long, never mind five days, especially this year. Because and plus, I think for the first time, we're gonna for the first time in many years since the early nineties at the at the national, you're gonna have to fight to get in and look at the booths. I think there's gonna be so many yeah. people there. I was so. even thinking about I don't know how you've done it in the past. I was even thinking about uh, buying tickets now if I could, just because I don't know if they'll sell out, which I think is I mean. I don't, I'm not even sure if they're selling them right now. I think they are. I think you can go on the website and buy them, but I don't know. Like you know, I don't know. I I don't know either. But I would I would caution you to hold off. There's no rush to buy the. They're not going to sell out of admission. Um, and uh, you know, I I had on my I've had uh, Jeff Wolf from Iconic Auctions on my show. It was his auction house that sold the Charizard last weekend there for two twenty. Yeah. And he he go so he's a very good friend of mine, and he. He goes in with a spot with a corporate booth, and so I don't buy a ticket. I I get a I get a corporate sponsor thing for the that gets me in and out. So I've never had that challenge, but um, you know, I might be able to swing an extra one if I needed to. Also, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, anyway, uh, Jeff says, "Who has a hundred plus Gretzky rookies?" Man, I mean, if only. <laughs> If only I didn't want to sell sell them at card shows to put money in my pocket, you know, um, I'd I'd have close to a hundred right now. But I think I think uh, Terry uh, has close to it, uh, you know. But again, and they're all great. It's not like they're all PSA eights. He's got ones, twos, threes, and all the half grades as well for sure. Ziggy says I'll poke enough people to get Gary V on sports cards live. Hey Ziggy, if you do that, I'll owe you a big thank you for sure and and a beer at the national or or two. So thank you for that. Uh, Irving says, I bumped into Gary walking out of WrestleMania at MetLife last year, said hi, but didn't ask for a pick because I didn't want him to get bombarded. And that's what you got to do, right? You got to, you got to treat him. You don't want him. You don't want to attract attention to the guy when you're out in public. Ziggy is starving for local shows. I hear that. Any tips for getting manufacturer VIP parties? I hear Panini VIP is great. Yeah. To get into the Panini VIP party. You have to buy a certain amount of product at the show. You actually have to buy your way in. I don't know how to get in for free. I've never been offered admission myself. Uh, Irving says, surprisingly, no local card shows here in LA. I can't remember when the last one was. Yep. And Terry's Flickr account is literally just Gretzky rookies. It's <laughs> insane. Brian Kingsley, welcome to After Hours. Good to see you, buddy. Hey, Brian. Mr. LAGN, have you guys bought any soccer cards? I've got one, one soccer card. I don't even have it yet. It got shipped to, to my brother in Arizona. I'm hoping to have it here by the end of the month with some of my Pokemon pickups so that I can show them on my Halloween episode, which is going to be a special Pokemon-themed episode for Halloween. Nice. How about you, uh, Dustin? Any soccer cards? 
Well, I was telling Jer- Jeremy before we, we came on, I'm, I'm at my brother-in-law's house, so I'm a little out of my element. That's why I'm in a dark hole over here, you know, downstairs. But my brother-in-law has poke. He had a binder of Pokemon cards that we went through and we ended up, you know, the last two hours, I'm, I'm on the East Coast. So it's 1230, 12.45 a.m. here. And I'm like, I've got to do something to stay up. So we watched the original Pokemon movie from 2000, so I can try to learn more about Pokemon you know, as, I'm, as I'm looking into these cards. So we're doing. Who research. are we? Who hey, are we, always, Dustin? We're always researching. We're always researching That's here. Right. Uh, but for sports cards or uh, soccer cards, I do have. You know, the one guy that I bought, and, and this is kind of a. So, you know, I like the potential for him, but I'm also my my mom's British, so and I, and I lived in England. I went to kindergarten in England. So I'm a big Harry Kane fan. After the last World Cup, Harry Kane was awesome. Um, So when everyone, you know, when kind of the soccer card boom was happening, I was thinking like, well, what about Harry Kane? You know, Harry Kane's the guy. So I I did buy quite a bit. I I probably have 15, maybe 15 Harry Kane cards, various cards. Um, And I bought, I bought various other stuff. I don't, I don't have a ton of soccer cards. Um, I did buy some of the 2014 World Cup. Um, stuff, and I try to get some rare stuff. I try to get some graded stuff, um, but nothing crazy expensive. I mean, I got you know a few autos that were like PSA eights that were like eighty bucks, uh, but I was just going for kind of that scarcity, you know, in that set. And I think for soccer cards, that 2014 World Cup prism will it will be an important one. So we'll yeah, see. I agree with that. I think it will be too. It's already proving to be <clears throat> the one card I bought. So I bought a an Mbappe, you know, again, just because of the hype, I don't know anything about him. I don't even know what team he plays for. I don't know what country. So I know nothing about the guy, but I bought a card. It was, it was a, you know, I was buying other cards from the same seller that, that particular day. And I thought, okay, I'll buy one of these. I'm just looking for it in my purchases here uh, to see if it'll come up so I could tell you what it is, but it was actually a sticker. It was a, it was a gold sticker card. I got to find it here. Let's see if I search all my 2020 purchases. Well, that's coming up. I'm going to show you a couple cards that just came in the mail for me, though. Okay. This week. Yeah. Show some personal. So I collect from, from Upper Deck Hockey, the cup. I collect these uh, these base patch parallels. They're out of 10 or out of eight every year. And I collect them from all the years. So I've got almost 300 of these. And these are the two newest ones. Here's a, this is from 2008-9. It's a Luke Robitaille. So Irving, if you're there, you'll, you'll like this one. So just a you know simple base card parallel out of 10 with a patch. But I just love them because to me, the cup is hockey's top tier brand. It's the number one set every year. And the fact is that I don't want base cards because they're just not important enough for me. They're out of 249. But these are, I still respect the base set. I think the base set it, it just as a concept is important for, for a brand. So to me, this is the parallel that is the most kind of flashy it's got the nice nice patches and this is just the design from 0809 and then i picked up from the 0910 the jerome ginla calgary flames so you can see the design changed drastically it's a four color patch bought it from a guy on ebay who happened to know who i was gave me a deal on it and uh it came very quickly so really happy with that one as well nice brings me to like 288 cards from in that pc within my pc I also picked up this 2007 super MVP superscript Sidney Crosby. It's out of 25. So it's, it's a third-year card, which doesn't really mean much. I know Ziggy does not like second-year cards, and this is a third-year card, but it's a rare it's a rare parallel. It's got that cool silver script facsimile autograph on it. 
and numbered in the corner out of 25. So just a super rare Crosby card from, uh, you know, early in his career. And yeah, then I, I picked this is so, you know, we, you know, Dustin in um, the, the super fractors, the gold, the gold super fractors and the gold vinyls in basketball, the one ones in hockey, Opeachy, Opeachy Platinum puts out what they call the golden treasures. And I try and pick these up. So I picked up this one here, the Austin Matthews. It's from 2018, 19. It's the retro version. Mm. And it's the gold one of one for Austin Matthews. So pretty cool card because Austin Matthews, yeah. Dustin is a guy who's kind of in that second tier of superstar. You know, he's not a Crosby, Gretzky, uh, McDavid, but he's right under it in terms of hobby popularity. And he plays for the Maple Leafs, which is good for the hobby or good, good in terms of hobby love. And uh, so I picked that up and I'm pretty happy with it. It goes with my golden treasures collection and then two graded cards. The first I'll do the hockey one first, the basketball one second. I never bought one of these earlier. Nathan McKinnon might be the best player in the league. And uh, this is his SP Authentic Future Watch autograph. It's numbered out of 999. It's a PSA 10. And uh, it's, to to me, you know, the young gun is kind of the the everyday rookie card. This is the, if you're not going to, you know, splurge and buy his, the cup rookie, you can get this card here for a player. And I mean, you know, the, the Crosby, the McDavid, the Ovechkin, those are all like three to $8,000 right now. This is, this is lower. It's between one and 2000 bucks right now. Could have bought it last year or earlier this year for probably $600, but I never did. It's a card I should have bought before I did. And now I, I think, you know, he's definitely worthy of, of my collection where I, where I pick up these future watch autographs. So um, I, this landed this week. And then the last one is the best. It's a basketball card. It's a 1994 Ultra Power in the Key PSA 10 Shaquille O'Neal. That's a cool card. It's an it's a really cool card. But I got to admit, I love the I love the underside of the, of the sneaker there, the blue. Hey, it's so 90s. You know, so 90s. Just look, the look of that card. It, it looks like in Living Color. Like there, do you remember that show in Living Color yeah. from the 90s? Like it looks like the uh, the logo or something. Yeah. I love it. Love and it. this this right here, that's actually a very bright green. It's not as dull as it looks. It's actually like, okay. like bright, bright green. It just doesn't look as good on the camera. But but I will tell you, when this card landed, I was disappointed because I thought it was a foil finish. I thought the whole front was foil, just like Power and the Key was from 1993. But it isn't. It's just the print. It's just the colors printed on the card. So okay. I was actually disappointed. I, I didn't. I didn't ever hold one in hand before. So again, when it landed, I was disappointed with the card. I was sorry. I should say I was disappointed it wasn't foil. But yeah, yeah. It wasn't that expensive. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep it. And uh, I collect Shaquille O'Neal. So I thought that was pretty cool. Let's go back yeah, to cool. some of the some of the comments here, Dustin, for a second. Um, Dave says there was a local show here. Dave's in Vancouver. Uh, but not put on by the guy who regularly runs them. Irving says, I have a Pikachu onesie. And I'll just say to that, Irving, I'm disappointed you weren't wearing it on the episode you were just on with me. We'll have to get you back in with the, with their Pikachu onesie on. Brian says, I'm, I am soccerless, but my full art collection is growing. That's cool. He says, I bought Bowman MLS packs and Chronicle soccer. Do you have Luca Prism rookies? I I have one. I bought a PSA 10 Luca Prism rookie at the National last year for $60. Yeah, I bought three. 
I bought three last year in September. So it was, it was right in that same zone. It was, they were $72 each and I sold them all on the way up. Not at the height. I didn't sell any for $2,000. I sold them all in that four to $500 range. Just thinking like, Hey, you know, I paid 70 bucks. I'm making good money back on it. Never in a million years thought they would go up to $2,000. Um, but you know, it's, it is what it is. And you got to think though, had you not sold them for that four to $500 range and you had them when they hit two grand, would you have sold them then? Or would you have thought, Oh my God, the sky's the limit here. I'm going to keep them because you know what happened now they're $1,300, which is still a huge, huge yeah. gain from a year ago. I, I think I definitely would have sold one. You know, if I had the, th if I had the three, I, I certainly would have sold one at 2000. Um, or, or, you know what, honestly, I probably wouldn't even have been patient for it to get to 2000. I probably would have sold it. Well, I wasn't even patient enough for it to get to 1000. I sold it at 500, you know? So yeah, no, I would have sold one for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of wonder, I have the one I have, but you know, I, I think I do believe he's next in line. And because yeah. of that, I need the card in my collection. I think it's going to be an all time great. So I'm not, I don't want to sell it, but boy, do I wish I sold it at two grand and I could buy it back today for 1300. I'd be $700 ahead, which is like a grand for me here in Canada and in our, in our currency. Uh, Jay says you should buy vintage soccer carts, the pop very low, like Pele, Maradona. And he's right. The prices are up there though. It's like people haven't forgotten about, about Pele and Maradona. They're still expensive. Have you been looking into that stuff at all, Dustin? Yeah, I have over the last couple of months and I I almost pulled the trigger on some Maradona stuff. And here, my problem with it was, is I was finding all sorts of different things, whether it be stickers or, or cards. And I just don't know what, which is better. You know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at a graded Maradona. That's a PSA eight. It's a 72 something. And then I see another one that's a 1980 something. And I like the, the cards look great, but if I'm going to spend, you know, hundred bucks or 200 bucks, I wanted to try to figure out kind of more about the sets. And, and, but to me, it was like, I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason to this. I'm not really sure who to contact to find out. My wife was giving me all sorts of problems because she was telling me like, you're buying soccer cards, but you're not buying stickers. She's from Florence, Italy. So in the nineties, she was buying, like they were getting soccer stickers. That's what you do in Italy. It's all soccer stickers. So she was like, why aren't you getting into stickers? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. And she's looking at me like, yeah, but you have a card. You have, you have like a card channel. Like, why, why don't you know about this? <laughs> so I started to research. And I just got frustrated because it seemed like there was just so many different things like niche sets. And I just yeah. couldn't get a handle on what was what. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, I hear you. Ziggy says, uh, I had I had a transcendent Pele Auto out of 10. I sold years ago for a few hundred. Happy at the time, too. And that's the thing. When we sell, you got to, you know, you got to think. If you sold cards last year or before the pandemic, you know, before the, the massive increases, hopefully you took that money and bought more cards that maybe did go up, did, did go up in value. So I, I, don't, I just don't want to have regrets. Ziggy, then you say, boom, that's a huge card. Is it a rookie? I think you're asking about the Austin Matthews, Ziggy. It's not a rookie card. It's a it's his third year. His rookie was 2016. This is an 18-19. But he's still a, a stud of a player and has a great career ahead of him. Can someone send me that link to show your name? I can do that for you right now. I'm going to put that in the comments. It's right there. Go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook. Click the big blue button. That should show us your name. Luca Dimitrios Kokos. Is that Jimmy? Is that Jimmy Kokos? I'm not sure. 
Vegas Fine 777. I've been watching more of your videos, my friend. Really enjoying the channel. Chris Greetings. Hello, Dustin and Ziggy, Kingsley and chat. Well, welcome to you. Great to see you. Thank you for joining. Eric says, hey, guys, a little late to the show. How are things going? Eric, things are going good, man. Thank you for joining. We're having a nice chilled out uh, after hours episode, which for me, I got to say, is super relaxing because <clears throat> I don't know. It just is. It's a different uh, different feel than my my regular sports cards live shows. So I'm doing good. Dustin, you, you holding up OK there? It's late where you are. <laughs> I'm holding up. Yeah, I was telling Jeremy before I came on. My brother-in-law, so like 10 minutes before we're supposed to go on, my brother-in-law has a, like a Roomba, like one of those things that goes around and cleans the floor. I didn't even know that it, like it literally hasn't done anything all day to set on the charger. And then 10 minutes before we're supposed to go on this thing, making a racket going all over the house. And so I, I basically have it hidden in a closet like across, across the way. So I'm hoping that I don't you know, there's not like banging in the, you know, in the background here in a few minutes. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, everything is good here. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Okay, so that is my buddy Jimmy Coco's local collector from Calgary here. Jay says Pele rookie 1958, Maradona 77 and 78. Yeah, so Jay, what what is the product that they're from called? What, what what product is it from? And while while you if you're still there and can answer that, Dave says. Speaking of soccer, Alfonso Davies is a star in Europe now. He has MLS cards with the white caps. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Vegas Fine says. Can you attach a cat toy to it? I might yeah. need to get one. Yeah, keep your cat from from jumping on your table with all your cards. Right. I hear that. I hear that loud and clear. Jimmy says, Jeremy, I had some big hits today. Any way to share them on the stream? post a pick uh no i'm sorry there is not <laughs> sorry sorry but uh maybe another time man I'll, I'll i can have you on an after hours episode with me one of these coming saturdays and we can do it that way so hey listen i have this uh i've been dying to open this for about three or four days now this came in the mail from com c i got it on wednesday or thursday and i haven't opened it it's still there's a box in here. It's a 33 card order. I'm going to crack into it now. I've never really done a, a, a mail a mail day video before. Um, I've shown my I've shown my cards over the last few weeks. I've been showing my my cards that I get during the week, but I've never like opened a package live on on this channel. So I'm going to do that right now. I kind of forget what all is in here. So here's the box they sent, which is nice. It's not taped up. I can use it again, which is always nice. It's pretty sweet. Here's what it looks like. Bunch of bubble wrap. They do a really nice job of Com C packaging your card. So apparently this is 33 cards. Some of them are, there's some really cheapies in here, like a couple, you know, $2 cards I picked up to fill in some binder sets that I collect. So let's see what we got in here. I hope they're all. I hope they sent me all thirty-three cards that were in the order. I'm sure they did. Yeah, I mean, you can see there's just a bunch of like sleeved cards in here. Yeah. Okay, so here's some cool cards. So I sh I, I showed a few minutes ago um, those. <clears throat> I showed these two cards that that came this week from the the. They're, again, they're cup base patch parallels out of ten. They're kind of called gold cards. So the biggest card in the order I'm going to show first. This is uh, it's it's the same. It's from the 2010-11 the cup. 
And it's a card I was watching on, on ComC for a long time, and I finally just bit the bullet and bought it. Numbered one of 10, Wayne Gretzky, LA Kings piece. Irving, if you're still out there, you'll appreciate this card. So that's nice. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool card. Nice patch with you know, three colors, several breaks. And again, it's numbered one of 10 from uh, 2009, 10-11. Uh, so that's the first card from the Com C break. I'm going to show the best cards first, I think, just because they're all packaged separately here. This is a this is so Jonathan Taves is an excellent player. He's he's known as known as Captain Serious. He's got multiple Stanley Cups, I think three. And uh, this is a it's not a rookie card. It's from 2014-15 Upper Deck Ultimate. It's a patch auto out of ten. So just a simple two color patch. Nothing fancy on the patch, but it's ten of ten with a beautiful on card autograph. And the price was right. Like I just, it, it was it was cheap uh, as far as a patch auto out of ten from uh, Jonathan Taves goes. Dustin, he's a guy you probably haven't heard of. Jonathan Taves, I'm guessing. No. Mm -mm. Well, he's a guy that he's he's a superstar in the league. He was he's been captain of Team Canada before. He's he's a great player, and he gets a lot of hobby love. You know, playing for the Blackhawks an original six team is a big deal, and uh, and that's that's a that's a good card. I'll just leave it at that. It's it's, yeah. a, it's those yeah. card autos are awesome. They are awesome. They really are. Upper Deck does a great job of those in 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 the ultimate product. So now we're going to get into some more uh, you know cards that might remind you guys of of uh, Prism basketball parallels that kind of thing. Again, Opichi Platinum and Hockey is kind of the 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 Panini Prism parallel in terms of all the parallels within it. So the first one this is a Sidney Crosby. It's from 201920. And it's the uh, it's the green houndstooth parallel. Pick the color isn't showing up great, but it's a it's a really cool looking card, and it's numbered four of fifteen. Mm. So very rare. Yeah, and just a just a real real cool card. And another golden treasure. Uh, this is so this isn't the retro version though. This is a regular version. From 2018-19, Mark Stone, uh, pictured with the Ottawa Senators, currently playing for the Vegas Golden Knights, and I think he's still with the Vegas Golden Knights. But again, it's a, it's got the one of one stamp on the back. So this is like the, uh, it's like the wow. gold superfractor non-rookie card in uh, in in baseball or gold vinyls. Pretty cool card. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I've got I've got a, a handful of these uh, these golden treasures now. So. I added that to the stack from Com C, and then the rest are all stacked in here in sleeves. So lower end cards, but a lot of fun ones. Um, <clears throat> let's so see some comments in the meantime here. Dustin, weren't you just on Brad's today with the vintage internet? You <laughs> making the rounds? Yeah, yeah, I was on Brad's show today. <laughs> yeah, he's investing in vintage modems. This <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> his, yeah, we he had some internet issues, kept on going in and out. Um, so yeah, it was it was a fun ride, but his his show is great. His is great too. Yeah. <laughs> Brad it Brad is the uh, uh the comeback card uh, investor, right? Yes. Yeah, yep. I've, I've caught several uh clips of, of his uh his channel over over the past few months. Uh, enjoyable. He's got a great uh, just got a great screen presence, you know. He's always happy. I just I He's got. He's just yeah. always happy, and that that's just nice to watch. Yeah, uh, it says famous Pele rookie, nineteen fifty eight, Alifa Bolaget. Okay, 
Maradona 1978 crack, Campion, Mundial, and also 1978 Libro de Estampa. So these are Italian-made cards or Spanish-made cards, maybe? Anyway, they're, they're, be, cards, yeah. they're, not, they're not really uh, standard, typical cards you find on eBay every day, I don't think. Uh, do you, are you familiar with these cards, Dustin? No, and, and that's and and the ones I was looking at too. I I don't know if it, if they were those years, but there were some really cool cards. Um, but again, it was kind of like you know 1980 Maradona and a PSA four, or 1982 and a PSA eight. They were the same price. What am I looking at? You know, type thing. Right. Um, and then, is it a rookie card? Is it not a rookie card? Is it a sticker? You know, is a sticker the rookie card? You know, there's all these sorts of things. Um, I think that part of it. If I was going to dig, I would. If the price was right, I would probably just take the risk on scarcity just because none of these cards are graded. You just can't find them. You know, so if you're looking at a 1970s soccer card, the pop report's probably not too high on it. You know, so yeah. I don't know. I think if you're into it, Maradona, then you probably just take a shot at any of those. I'm, I'm assuming that's probably what I should have done. And that Pelé card from 58, I'm sure that is a beast of a card to purchase and acquire right now. I'm sure oh, I got to okay. think it's low pop and and very expensive. Um, Ziggy says, Dustin is the busiest guy in the hobby. Admire the hustle. Oh, yeah. Making the rounds, making the rounds. Vegas Fine says, hey, I'm getting close. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of collaborations going on. It's, it's nice to see it. it. It's just fun. It's just fun. I, I was on Hobby Hotline this morning. Another one of my favorites. I, I love the time slot for that show. Saturday morning is just, I wake up, I have, I have my coffee, maybe have some oatmeal, you know, tell my wife to hold the kids for an hour. I come down, I watch the show, call in, and uh, yeah, that's a real fun one too. Yeah, he, Dustin was on Gary V yesterday. Dave Kaplan says Taves is from Winnipeg, represents. So Dave, Dave Kaplan and myself are both originally from Winnipeg, which is just north of North Dakota for anybody who doesn't know okay. in the United States. Yeah, that's where we're both originally from. I live in Calgary right now, which is north of Montana. Dave lives in Vancouver, which, as you may know, is on the West Coast, just north of Seattle. Yes. Carlos says, are you suggesting murky rookie card definitions? Inconceivable. Right, man? Right, yeah, Carlos? You guys, we can't, you we, guys already cleared that up. You cleared that up in a previous episode. I remember that. We <laughs> I don't, we didn't clear anything up. We didn't clear anything up, man. <laughs> we, we realized that, we, that, that that was our conclusion was, and Carlos says it best, you know. We're not going to come to a conclusion, and uh, and that's okay. But the discussion is good. And I think I, you know, to, you could write the definition of, of rookie card right now, and it would take up several pages because there's so many new factors in play. But anyway, we, we've exhausted that one on, on this show, at least. Vegas Fine says, greetings, Jeremy. Caught some of your interview with Card Collector last night. Goes, oh, hey, thanks, man. Glad to hear it. Thank you for tuning in. I, I always appreciate that. And yeah, Ryan was a cool guest to have. Carlos says, we determined it must be. Yeah, that's right. We determined that the rookie card must be composed of matter. We're good on that. The rest, you're on your own. Exactly. Has to be made of matter. It yeah, doesn't even well, have to be cardboard. It can be well, acid. And then, and then maybe not even matter if it's a digital card or something, right? It's going to be like a blockchain card. And then is that matter? I don't know. Then now we're now we're just reopening. now we're just reopening that that wound. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So here these next this next four cards. So Upper Deck puts out the base Opeachy brand every year, and then they put out the Opeachy Platinum, which comes out later. Same, pretty much the same checklist, but the, the card stock is way nicer. But in their base Opeachy, they always put in kind of like a, an Easter egg uh, set where you can try and find these cards. And back in 2012 13, 
they did these pop-ups and they are uh, they're a, they're a, a throwback to the 1936 Opeachy set which and I believe there were I believe baseball had a pop-up set as well back in the 30s so they kind of did a throwback uh, an homage to those and uh I forget how many cards this is number 37 so it's probably 40 cards in the set and it's a set that I chipped away at and you know these cards are anywhere from you know a couple bucks to $12 type of thing for the big name so it's a set I chip away at for a binder and just you know again not investment cards fun cards I, I'm still yeah. a collector and so I picked up the the I need I don't know I still need about a handful of them but the Claude Giroux place with the flyers is that, the a, Alex. is that a thicker card like action-packed no is that it oh it's thin okay I, very it thin like it was in boat like it was raised okay it's not it's not okay. but the player is kind of jumping off the background it's a standard like 30 you know it would fit in a 35 uh, point uh, top loader so there's the Alex Ovechkin. I picked up the Martin Brodeur, you know, all-time winningest goaltender in NHL history for the New Jersey Devils and a, and a small stint with the St. Louis Blues. And then Patrick Kane, one of the best uh, playmakers in the league and an awesome goal scorer too, plays with uh, with Jonathan Taves, who we mentioned earlier for Chicago. You know, when you go to the National in Chicago, Taves and Kane cards are hot. Like, people want them there. That's yeah. I, I try and stock up on those guys before I go to the, the Chicago National each year. Uh, Eric says, Cool, you're in Calgary. I grew up in Missoula, Montana. Yeah, very cool. Not too far away. Jay tells us that the one Pele card is a Swedish card. Interesting. Paul says, It's good to see cheap cards. They are fun. Yeah, man. I mean, not, there's some really cool looking cheap cards out there too, for sure. For sure. Another set that came out, this was an exclusive set uh, to Canada to Upper Deck distributed this through a chain of stores we have up here called Canadian Tire. They're kind of like a home, like a like a Lowe's or a Home Depot kind of thing. And they so they put out an exclusive set through there. And um, <clears throat> anyway, I was collecting the canvas version. These were tough cards, but I picked up four of them. Again, these were anywhere from like 75 cents to 250 probably. Kerry Price, Gila Fleur, Lanny McDonald, and Matt Duchesne. So, you know, all decent players, binder cards, nothing of any real consequence. And then I get into a bunch of shiny stuff. <laughs> you got to yeah. love it. So here, this is a 2018-19 uh, Opeachy Platinum. The future is now Connor McDavid, and it's a mosaic parallel. So I don't know what the print run is. I just thought, ah, it's a cool card. You know, I think it might even be an EPAC exclusive. I'm not sure. Wasn't expensive. Pardon? That is a cool card. Yeah, and it was probably like $12 or something like that. But a nice card that, you know, if I ever decide to get it graded and it comes back at 10, you know, it'll be worth much more than I got it for. Here's a cool, another, again, Opeachy Platinum, Alexander Ovechkin, uh, Orange Rainbow. Out of, this is numbered out of 49. It's got, it's the it's the uh, the retro version. So when I say retro version, it's a parallel within the set. And then, so they did the, the regular set and the, and the retro, it's R30 and it's numbered out of 49. So the R means retro. And as you can see up on the opposite corner there, it says Orange Rainbow. There it is. But it's just cool, man. Like it's super shiny and just a nice. For for shiny orange, I don't know what it is yeah. about, orange, but I like I like orange shiny stuff. Well, when I bought the Ovechkin, I thought you know what I'll get the Crosby to go along with it from the same set. It's kind of nice, yeah. you know, nice to pair these two guys together whenever you can. I don't know if you know Dustin, but they were they they entered the league in the same year in 0506, 
Um, but they that was the year after the lockout. 0405, there was no hockey season. So the 04 draft draft choices, the 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 draft class from 04, they 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 couldn't play in the NHL their first year. So Ovechkin was delayed a year, and they both came into the league together, and we had a double rookie class. These aren't rookie cards, but in 0506, we had a double rookie class, and that's when the cup first came out, and we were really spoiled in hockey that year. So I paired those two up. I love the gold size mix from, from OPG Platinum. These are from uh, 2018-19, I believe. Yeah, picked up three of these. An all-star, I picked up the McKinnon, the Ovechkin, and the Mario Lemieux. These are out of 50. Tell me you've heard of Mario Lemieux, Dustin. Um, no, yeah, yeah, I know I know Mario Lemieux. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. So, yeah, I, I won't start this controversy, but I, I was kind of going back and forth with someone because I was doing a little bit of research on Lemieux and, and Gretzky, and – you know, there's that thing of just like, you know, Lemieux played far less games than Gretzky did. And I understand that Gretzky's the GOAT, uh, considered the GOAT. But with, with, with Mario Lemieux, I just wish, I'm not going to make any sort of argument, LeBron, Michael Jordan argument on the greatest of all time sort of thing. But I just wish that Lemieux had played more games because it seemed like stats wise, if he had played the same number of games, it would have been more of a conversation. I think you're right. I think it would have been more of a conversation if he played more games. The one stat that you can look to, I believe, that kind of tells the story, though, is just points in a season. Gretzky had three seasons where he scored, and I, I believe, I haven't looked at it in a while, I believe he had three seasons where he scored 200 points or more. I mean, he's the only guy to ever hit 200 points, and he did it three times. Mario Lemieux came very close. He hit 199 points one year. And after those two guys, I think the third, the guy who's got the third most, I believe is Steve Eiserman with like 163 points one year. No one else has come close. Like we've had a few 130s in there, but, you know, Gretzky yeah. really, I will always argue Gretzky is the GOAT. It doesn't matter how many games Mario played. I just, I mean, but people, you know, you, when you pick a style that you like to watch over another, a lot of people just preferred Mario's style a lot of people thought Gretzky was a crybaby you know that kind of thing I think he's a national hero I think he's he's the goat of all goats you know oh, absolutely no yeah. I, I agree with you that was just a talking point that I thought yeah. was but Mario Lemieux deserved of being in everybody's collection that collects rookie cards or goats or hall of famers you know across sports and he's definitely you know and he's he owns the Pittsburgh Penguins like he's he's a oh, he's an yeah, he's an all-timer, an all-timer for sure. And gold seismics are some of my favorites. So I picked up those three. They came in from Com C. I'm trying to match up cards here too before I get in some cool Fleer cards that the basketball guys will like. But here's another uh, Ret oh, Peachy Platinum Green Rainbow Retro Crosby. This is the 1718 year. So again, that that's not like this border over here and down. That's green, and it's a bright, bright, like nice, beautiful green. Numbered out of 49 on the back. So yeah. another cool nice card. Point. Yeah. Now, basketball guys know all about Playmakers Theaters. This is the Alex Ovechkin from Fleer Retro, numbered out of 100. You know, the Jordan card, one was just on eBay for like 60 grand on a PWCC auction. And then there was all sort of funny business going on. So it was delisted, but really wow. cool. And cheap, man. Like under 20 bucks for this card blows my mind because... If this was a basketball card, it would be so much more money. But I yep. think eventually, I do believe that the hockey guys will somewhat catch up and realize that there's some cool Fleer cards out there. 
couple comments. Jay says, Maradona, crack Argentina. Okay, that's an Argentinian card. Makes sense. Vegas says, I invested a good bit into Allure's first set. Tons of Connor McDavid and all the juicy. But yeah, there's some beautiful cards in there. Man from uh, from Allure. I agree with you on that. I really like Lupici Platinum. It's undervalued. I agree. Jay tells us that the Pele card, PSA 1, PSA 1 sold for 15 grand. And the Maradona, PSA 6, sold for $22,000 last month. So I don't know about you, Dustin, but I'm priced out of those guys' rookie cards now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the $80 card I was looking at a couple months ago. <laughs> Couldn't be. Couldn't be. Richie says, hey, Jer, how do you like to store these loose inserts if you are not going for the set, which it sounds like you put in binders together? So, no. The binder cards are for like those pop-ups. Those will go into binders. All these loose inserts, the, the Opichi Platinums and these other cards I'm going to show you, they go into top loaders until I get them graded. But basically, all these cards I'm showing you so far, except for the pop-ups and the canvas, like all these cards here, they're all grading candidates for me, you know, on the bulk submission, the cheapest version. Now, with the way things have changed, they may never make it to grading. I might just keep them in top loaders or I'll put them in one touches if I want to display them. But I use top loaders. I know they don't, cards don't look as good in top loaders, but they're lighter and you can just fit so many more in your storage facility. That's why I use them. Here's a uh, essential credentials, uh, future, I believe from 2014 of Mario Lemieux. That's nice. <laughs> See me through it, right? Really yeah. cool card. I love I love um, cardboard die cut on acetate or acetate die cut on cardboard. I think they just look so cool. So I've got a bunch of these from this year and it's not it's numbered. So it's a rare. It's out of 35, I believe. Yep, numbered out of 35. So that's rare. That's a tough card to get. And yeah. this one this one's locked away now. Here's a rare 90s insert of Temu Solani, my favorite player of all time, any sport. This is the Lethal Weapon Superpower parallel version. It's got some nice finishing to it. Really cool shine. I've got a few copies of this card. I just love Temu, and I love these 90s uh, FLIR inserts. Here's a 2012 Temu Solani Hot Shots from FLIR Retro. A wow. Michael Jordan, yeah, the Jordan PSA 9 sold today for like six grand. Oof. I think I got this for six bucks. No, I'm not kidding. That's wild. Yeah. There's some value in hockey cards, man. This Nathan McKinnon, another Opeachy Platinum parallel. I, I don't know what I paid for this. It doesn't matter because it was so low. It, like this might have been four bucks. But it's, you know, it's a cool looking card. It's numbered out of 65, which is, you know, still pretty rare. Yeah, very much. Here's another Ovechkin. This, I bought this one. So this is, uh, just the base retro, Opichi Platinum retro, uh, not the base. It's the black parallel version. It's numbered out of 100. I don't, you know, usually 100 is a big number I for me, but this was number one of 100 on Com C. So I'm like, ah, I got to grab it. It's OV, one of 100. That's cool. I'll buy it. And it was cheap. So then I had to get the Crosby to pair along with it. This is number 32 of 100. Just cool. If you can't tell, guys, I love OPG Platinum. I, I love this stuff. Here's another uh, basketball insert kind of homage to the Golden Touch. Again, if this was a Michael Jordan from 97, this would be worth like 40 grand. It's Alexander Ovechkin from 2012. So it probably caught, again, I paid no more than $15 for this card. 
Oh, there's another canvas. This, this is a card I bought. This is a funny story. This is just an Upper Deck Series 1 or Series 2. Series 1 from 2012. A canvas parallel. It's like, a, I think canvas is fall six per box or something like that. But this is this card is special. Dave Kaplan, if you're watching, you'll get it. This image, I never knew about this card. I, I paid $2 for it on ComC and I bought it because I was I follow a guy on Instagram who's called Point Shot Photography. And he takes pictures that end up on hockey cards a lot. And he's based out of Winnipeg, again, where I'm from. Temu Solani started his career in Winnipeg. He's the most exciting player we ever had play there, ever. Better than, you know, anyway. The photographer that I follow, he this is his photo. And in the, when, he, when he posted to his Instagram, he said, this is a picture from Temu saluting the crowd in Winnipeg after Winnipeg got the, a team back in 2006 after they or sorry, 2011 after losing their team in 2006. So when he came back and saluted the crowd as a member of the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, I mean, to me, I loved Timu. I loved him. Like if you could like, if you could love another, <laughs> he brought me so much joy in the early nineties. He was such a great player, such a great guy, such a nice person. I met him several times. Anyway, this is a just, it's a picture of him saluting the crowd on an, on an upper deck canvas card. I thought, you know what? That's a card I, I want to have. And yeah. I just, you can see it even just looking at his face. You can see the love he feels and the love he's giving back. Like I bought it for the picture and uh, I rarely do that. A couple more. I got only only five more. I'll go quick. This is a another Mario Lemieux, electrifying. Again, a wow. Michael Jordan and this sells for thousands of dollars. This card was probably, again, under 20 bucks. That's awesome. I like that one. Yeah, and in person, it sparkles way more than you can see on my camera. Wrapping it up, another throwback to the 90s basketball, the Hardware Heroes, the Patrick Kane. Again, cheap card, under five bucks type of thing, but Kane's worthy. He's a great player. And then this is from the, this. here's a Topps hockey card, Topps Heritage. But this is the, uh, I forget what they call them right now, some sort of chrome parallel numbered out of 667 on the back which mm. was back in 2001 was a smaller number than it is now and uh, this is a set i collected uh, the 105 cards in the set and i'm down to like three or four so i found this on on com c for like five bucks and i grabbed it vincent le cavalier who was a great player in his time he's kind of faded away i remember him yeah didn't he play for the lightning yeah yeah I, I, yeah, he, he ended up doing some stints in like Philadelphia, maybe a couple other places, but the, his, his best years were for the lightning. This is a card from a set from, it's a Panini card. This is now the players, nobody special. Adam Henrique, I believe he might be with the ducks right now. This is when he was with the devils, but it's a set I collected back when this came out in 2013. It was uh, from the anthology series from Panini and I thought they were just a nice, clean set with a nice, a little piece of stick in it right there. And it was probably like oh, a, okay. yeah, probably like a 50 or 60 card set, Dustin, that I put together. And I only need one more now. This was the second last one I need. And it's the first card I've added in years to the set. But it, it, actually, I bought it off ComC off my buddy Amit, who has been on my show, is on Carlos's yeah. show all the time. And yeah. I bought it from him. And I said to him, I go, Amit, you have a card in your ComC I want. Will you give me a deal? He's like, what card? I show him. He's like, yeah, offer me five bucks. You can have it. So <laughs> I got it. And then the last card is a Sidney Crosby Opeachy box bottom. 
that I had actually, so it's a blank, it's a box bottom card. It's not a blank back, which is different. It's a box bottom that I actually, it's funny. I cut this myself, sent it to Com C to sell it, and then decided I wanted it back. So I had him ship it back to me. <laughs> That's funny. I've never heard of that box bottom. Interesting. Yeah. The, basically just like it sounds you this year the opichi product that just came out does not have them for the first time in several years but it's a cool oddball kind of card and um they started they did them in the 80s and so these they're doing them now as a throwback to the 80s so cool so that's it guys that's my com c mail day i think that was about 33 cards there they are and uh now I get the the you know I get to really hobby out cardboard nerd out as as I say, and uh, you know scan them, label them, put them in in top loaders, you know index them into my collection and uh, and just enjoy them that much. So thank you everybody for joining me and letting me uh, letting let, letting me go through that and enjoy my mail day. So it's fun, you know. You don't always remember what's coming when you do a comp C order. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, you've been sitting there very patiently, Dustin. I appreciate that. I'm going to go through some more comments, and we'll and then we'll see if we have any questions, and we can wrap up. I know it's super late where you are. Carlos says, totally true on Gretzky, Jeremy, but the 1980s are almost broken. Video game numbers and Gretzky got to take full advantage for playing the full decade. Lemieux was a scary force into his peak. He sure was. Paul says, Gretzky had four 200-point seasons. Lemieux felt like he was more talented. Gretzky was, what's the word, craftier. Fair comments. I'm never going to argue this with anybody because I don't think there's a right answer, just like the whole Jordan LeBron thing. Although I think the answer is more right there, maybe because I believe Jordan. But anyway, we won't get into that. Rich, Rich says, but you could also say that any of the other 700 players in the 80s could have taken full advantage, but nobody was close to Gretzky's numbers. Gretzky could walk down the ice, walk through people and score. And it looked like like he made scoring look so easy. Although when you watch footage from back then, man, the nets look bigger, the goalies look smaller. So it's yeah. did the goalies have less, did the goalies have less padding back then? Then they do smaller okay. padding. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Paul says I hope Fleer hockey stays underappreciated until I have what I want. Man, I'm with you Paul, but people are catching on. They're catching on. Uh, Carlos says, very true, but Lemieux didn't play the full decade with Thierry, Curry, Mark Messier, Glenn Anderson, and a fairly decent team in Edmonton for most of the decade. Yeah, that's fair, but I don't ever want to penalize Gretzky for elevating other people's games. Lemieux, Messier, Anderson, Coffey wouldn't have been what they were without Gretzky finishing so much for them or setting them up so much. They had to be good to play with him, but let's not penalize Wayne for having some talent around him and making that talent better. Although I, I still hear the argument or not even the argument. I, I, I still hear the comment, but I don't, I don't think it's, it's the one to, to, to put Lemieux above Gretzky. Rich says as a follow-up for your graded cards or cards in one touches, do you store them standing up in boxes or do you store them laying flat in stacks? My cards are standing up for the most part in, in uh, you know, graded boxes, graded two row boxes. And my, what my, my, um, my one-touch cards are in just uh, – sorry, my, my my top-loader cards are in shoeboxes as well. Terry says, late to the after hours. Well, Terry, too bad you're late because we were talking about you earlier, but just in time to see the shinies. Great pickup. Thank you, Terry. And like I just said, we were talking about you earlier about your, your stash of Gretzky rookies. I don't know how many you have. I don't know if it's 100 or not, but it's got to be close. 
tossing the glove in the air and shooting it was classic. Yeah, Timu Solani. Yeah, classic. If you ever, Dustin, you want to see the happiest moment of my life as a sports fan? It was in 1993. It would have been uh, March of 93. Team Mussolini scores the the rookie the, the record-breaking goal. It was his 54th goal of the year. It broke the record for most goals by a rookie. And when he did it, he was in full most full speed on his well, not full speed, but at pretty high speed on his skate. Took a glove off, threw it up in the air, took his stick, turned it into a gun, was like shooting the shooting the glove that he. <laughs> and he he's not a cocky guy but he did that and that was awesome he's such a great guy legion thank you so much rich says there's no feeling like scanning the cards and then looking at them in your database alongside other scan cards and just admiring it on the screen man i'm with you dude i do that too paul jumps in and says lemieux had jagger francis and coffee rob brown scores 40 goals on lemieux's wing right there's your bernie nichols equivalent i could score 40 goals on lemieux's wing so, you know, the, yeah, both players played with some great players. That's for sure. And, and you know, Lemieux, I compare Lemieux to Steve Eiserman a little bit, not in terms of their GOAT status or anything like that, but I just remember in the 80s, the Penguins were garbage. They were a garbage, garbage team. And then Lemieux came around and, you know, it was like seven, six years later, they won back-to-back cups. Steve Eiserman. A great player, under underappreciated in the hobby. The Red Wings in the early 80s were complete garbage, <laughs> like bottom of the barrel. Steve Eiserman came around, and all of a sudden, by by the by the you know, he came around in the 84-85 year. You know, by the end of the 80s, they were a powerhouse winning cups. I forget the years, but in the 90s, they won a cup or two, and they had one of the best teams that's ever set foot on the ice, I believe, with Oh my gosh, with Sergei Fedorov and Brendan Shanahan, and uh, I mean, just they they were they were stacked. Never mind that whole Russian line. They they could. There was one point, Dustin, where the Detroit Red Wings could put five Russians on the ice at once, five Russian skaters on the ice, and uh, they were dominating. So, how are Sergei Fedorov's cards? Does he have any any good cards, or what's uh, the? He, I mean, all of his cards are really from the '90s, and you know, so the first half of the '90s is a lot of junk. His best rookie card is really it's 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 from the first series of young guns ever. And it's one of the nicest rookie cards. I think it's such a beautiful card. It was so hot when it came out. But nowadays you can pick up a PSA 10 for under a hundred dollars, sometimes well under 50 bucks, maybe, you know, and that right now they might be $75. Because it's it's mass produced, but it's a beautiful card. It's from the first yeah. year upper deck made hockey. Uh after that, there's not much there. Mm. I'd love to see Upper Deck do an autograph deal with him now and put him in, put some sick cards in the cup with like big limited logo patches and that kind of thing. Be really nice to see. Yeah. But yeah, he was a fantastic player. Like up there is one of the best in the league back in the day. I remember him. Yeah. Rich says, I wish there were more Sergey Fedorov cards or a lot of very hard to find buybacks from the early 2000s, but can't find them anywhere. Like, do you have you heard of Pavel Bure? I've heard of him, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say I know a lot of, of him, but I've heard of him, yeah. Well, I mean, he, he, he's one of the best Russian, most dynamic Russian players of all time. You know, he his career was cut short, but he was known as the Russian Rocket, you know, and uh, yeah. he, he was amazing, amazing to watch. He gets some hobby love, but there's not a lot of cards of his out there either because he his rookie card is from the same set as Sergei Fedorov's. It's again, it's upper deck, right? Upper it's deck, up, 
9091 upper deck. I talked about it on one of my um, recent cards, you know, watch cards I'm watching because it was interesting where he had kind of a spike, I believe that upper deck card. And I think it might've just been a fluke, you know, something, maybe it was just some off, you know, off the wall sales, but it was a card that was basically like, you know, $50 forever. And then it was 150 and then it was back to 75. I just thought it was interesting. That so, could have been an outlier at 150 or maybe it was a PWCC auction where, you know, they often get bidders that, that, that only shop with them and maybe could have been one of those too. Yeah. Uh, Rich says most of Fedorov cards are in leaf. I think Fedorov, uh, Opeachy premier rookie card is a nice card. Yeah. That would, that that's, that card was again, you know, you, we think about Yager is also from that year, Dustin. And back in the day, Fedorov was the big best card in the set. Yager was almost a, like not not even the top five or ten you know jeremy roenick was huge back in those years as a rookie card and yeah. uh, but but now you look back yager is the biggest the biggest name from 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 those early years of upper deck uh hockey for sure uh, yeah i remember yager he was really good from he when was, I, I from the limited hockey that i watched i remember him he's an he's a legend man he's an all-time great legend yager just like i think ovechkin is an all-time great legend these are european players who just you know the first european players we had in hockey came from russia and sweden and finland in the 70s and then we had the, a lot of them def- came over in the the late 80s early 90s early 90s a lot of them came over and uh you know but the greatest are like the fedorov the beret the o- now now we have ovechkin who's outstanding kucherov on tampa an outstanding player lot of great russians and that's why we that's why hockey has this this um kind of reputation of being oh you can't you can't pronounce any of the names of these players that's because a lot of them come from russia and sweden and finland so yeah rich says the beret cup cards from 12 2012 to 2014 are skyrocketing lots of beret collectors he gets quite a bit of hobby attention so and i completely agree with that beret gets a lot of hobby love his cards are beautiful the the patches or the jersey that Upper Deck got were some really beautiful, colorful uh, Vancouver jerseys from the from the 90s, I guess. And uh, they make for beautiful, beautiful cards. And uh, yeah, Beret, uh, but, but Upper Deck hasn't done that for a Fedorov yet, where Beret, they managed to get him into the cup and make some outstanding cards of his. Paul says, Jagger is still playing in a lower Czech league on a team he owns. <laughs> it's got to be cool. I think Jagger's my age. So he's getting close to 50, like... Man, dude, Jagger, slow down, man. Like, hey, at least he loves the game. Well, man, hey, I, I, thanks for joining me tonight, Dustin. I know I've done most of the talking here. I, I usually don't oh, on after hours, but I guess doing a doing a, a a mail day and showing 35, 40 cards uh, takes some time. So I apologize for making you watch me the whole time. But any anything you want to talk about before we call it a night? No, I mean, I, I was just happy that you asked me on. It was cool because, you know, we were just having dinner and then you reached out and I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. You know, I enjoy talking cards and I knew that you were going to have some hockey stuff and I don't I, I don't see a lot of hockey stuff and I, it's not something I buy. So, it was, you know, I thought it would be interesting. So, yeah, no, thank you very much for having me on. Well, you're welcome. And I'm glad you were available on last minute. And the reason why I called you is because on with Irving on the main episode and I knew you did other collectibles and you do collectibles. that might be a good a good uh, pairing for the Saturday night and um and but yeah it's awesome that you made yourself available for this and the other thing is that with this after hours show I've been really slacking on on booking 
my my co-host for the episode. I've uh, literally didn't even think about it till till two hours before the original show tonight. So I'm glad you were available, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, me too. I'm, it's it's been great. I appreciate you having me. Thanks, man. Anyone else out there, guys? If you're still watching, we still have a lot of viewers right now. So thanks everybody for tuning in to this. Um, you know, it's late where Dustin is. So Dustin, feel free to log off anytime, man. I'm if if any more comments come through, I'm good to stay on for another ten minutes or so, guys. Otherwise, I'm happy to call it a night too. So I'll watch the comments for a minute here, and if nothing else comes in, I'm gonna. We're going to shut her down for the Saturday night. I, I do thank everybody for watching. It's been fun. It always is fun on After Hours. And uh, keep in mind, I'll be back on Wednesday with uh, with Jeff Wilson, the Sports Card Investor uh, YouTube channel with like oh, close to 50,000 subscribers. I'm going to bring Jeff on. And really, I'm bringing him on to hear, hear about kind of what his perspective is on the hobby right now, what he's seeing. And again, we will both be uh, attending the industry summit, which is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. I'm taking vacation days to do this thing. So we're going to both be attending that. And then the, I asked him to come on that day in particular because I thought, hey, this Wednesday will be a good, it'll be a good opportunity to have two of us explain to the viewership and our audience kind of what the industry, what we saw at the industry summit. I mean, I'm paying my way into this thing. It wasn't cheap. And I want to you know, gain some leverage from it. And one way to do that is to share what I learn and what I see there with, 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 uh, with the audience of sports cards live. So that'll be, it'll be fun. And, and having Jeff, we'll have two of us out there checking out this industry summit, going in our own directions. And then we'll both be able to reconvene on the episode and talk about what we saw and bring that to you guys sort of debrief that industry summit that is coming up this weekend or this week, I should say. Yeah, that's uh, that's, what's coming up. Dustin, what's coming up on your channel. It's a good question. I need to put some things together. I've been uh, <laughs> I've been busy with some other stuff this week. We actually randomly, uh, well, I shouldn't say randomly, but we bought a, a property uh, that's outside of Charlotte. So we were actually just doing some some work on it, trying to clear it out. Uh, this you know the, over the weekend, we're going to do some of that. But but yeah, no, I'll have I'll have videos coming out. I didn't have a video today. I'll have videos tomorrow. Um, and next week, I, I try to do a live every week. I don't know how many. Sometimes I'll do two, just depending on the week. Um, but I think next week I'll definitely have you know somebody on my show and and vice versa. So yeah, I well, want to ask: Does your card collection know that you invested money in a property? No, and I hope my card collection is not watching tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason why I have been a little slower slower on the buying end, but. Um, but no, I know I keep on guilt tripping my wife. Like, I hope this is really worth it because there's cards all over the place that, that I want. So yeah, right on, man. I'm guilt tripping her. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll run through these comments and then, then we'll, we'll sign off. Um, Legion, man, always love it. Thank you for the round of applause. Rich, thanks, man. Great to have you. He says thanks to Dustin. Paul, always appreciate you uh, tuning in. Carlos, thank you for joining. Good job. Thank you very much. And guys, I'm going to be watching Carlos's channel tomorrow night. He's got Amit Acharya joining him, one of my good friends, and uh, the guy I set up with at the expo I have for several years. So I can't wait to watch that tomorrow night. So tune into Carlos's channel for more hobby talk. Might be a bit of a hockey centric. I'm not sure what they have planned, but I know they're both hockey guys. They're in Canada, and but I know they're both also baseball guys. And I know Carlos is big into his baseball. So check that out tomorrow night. I'll certainly be tuned in. Eric says, I almost picked up my first true hockey card a week ago. I do have a Tom Glavin baseball card. 
where he's in hockey gear. He was drafted by the Kings. That's true. That's Eric, we got to get you into hockey, man. Let me know. Shoot me a message on Instagram or something. Happy to, to sort of help you navigate and find your way into entering the hockey uh, segment of the hobby. Billy says, most underrated, rare 90s NHL insert set. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, I guess it's got the StarQuest Gold. I don't know, but they're not underrated. They're not underrated. So I'm not exactly sure, man. Eric says, that's what's up. You bet. Thank you so much. Jeff says, just started collecting Opeachy Platinum. Are there any other numbered parallels other than the Emerald Surge, Orange Checkers, Seismic Gold, Arctic Freeze, Red Prism, and Violet Checkers? Uh, there's the ones out of 15. There's the ones out of 25. There's the ones out of 35. There's ones out of 50, 85, 85 or 65. I don't know, man. I think you might have, you might have them all there. You seem to have them all there. I can't think of any that you didn't that you didn't. Paul says, did we touch on the Astros getting knocked out? We didn't. We didn't, but I'm sure that makes a lot of baseball fans worldwide happy. Yeah. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I was a little and I think it was the Rays that, that knocked them off, which I lived in Tampa for a long time. And I always you always see the Rays kind of raise these fantastic players that end up going to the Yankees or going somewhere else, you know, in, in the league. So I was happy to see the Rays kind of get some good things done yeah. yeah and then barry ma our boy from the from com c says nice shirt jeremy that's because sell your next card on com c and barry <laughs> i you sent me this i think it was you that sent me this so i gotta thank you for sending me this t-shirt barry i appreciate it i'll i'll be wearing it barry will be my guest on an upcoming episode in november i believe uh so watch for that one as well he barry runs the uh the vancouver office of com c because they have a you know, they're, they're out of, um, where are they, out of Washington State or Oregon, up there on the West Coast. And uh, and Barry runs their Canadian offices, which is just north of their U.S. offices. So thank you, Barry. Looking forward to having you on the show. And thank you for the for the T-shirts. Ziggy says, L.A. versus Tampa Bay for the next championship. If you're talking hockey, I don't know that L.A. will make it. Maybe you're talking baseball. I'm not sure with you, Ziggy, because you follow everything. So I'm not sure what, what you're what you're talking about. Ripping Bowman soccer while listening. This is sweet product. Awesome, man. Thanks for joining in. All right, guys. This has been After Hours on Saturday, October the 17th. Dustin, thanks again, brother. Great to have you. Get some sleep. I know you're tired you got, you, and you got a lot of things to – you got a lot of videos to make this week. Eric says, if things go sideways in the NLCS, I'll watch Carlos and Amit Acharya. If the Braves are winning, it'll be a good night. You can always put on – because I'm Carlos in the background if you have to also, right? <laughs> Ziggy clarifies baseball. All right, guys. Dustin, hang on one second. Everybody else, good night. It's been a fun evening. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We'll see you back here soon on After Hours and Sports Cards Live. Thanks, guys.